Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-ray may be for? Aaron Coscarelli. How dare you? She's a nice lady! And Scott Seidenberg. The Sportos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Welcome into another edition of The Sharp Edge alongside legendary handicapper Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli. I'm Scott Seidenberg reminding you to subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. It's week 15 of the NFL season, and and this time of the year, I think you have to be sharper on your capping because... There are teams that are certainly playing for something, but there's a lot of teams out there that don't have a lot to play for. There's going to be guys that are going to get snap limits, some maybe second and third string guys will get some reps. So I find it at this time of the year, it's extra important that you pay attention to your capping, maybe a little closer than you would at the beginning of the season. Do you find that as we get later and later in the season, it's more difficult rather than, you know, say, oh, well, this team's good. They're going to make the playoffs than to pick them to win because of all these extenuating circumstances around the league? Well, I I certainly think the storylines are getting more and more interesting. Um, I mean, just take the Eagles, right? Uh, You know, it's like, what's going on with the Eagles? Defensively, offensively, uh, um, another great team to kind of scratch your head about would be the Packers. Um, So, yeah, I would definitely say that the teams we thought their identity was – you know, in the beginning of the season or even in the middle of the season, you're kind of scratching your head going, what is happening here? Think, You know, you're starting to see teams basically fall apart. Well, you can do all the handicapping you want, but when you lose prop bets by a yard and a half, that just doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, come on. I you're mean, really going to bring that up in the first three minutes of the podcast? You're going to make me feel bad about my Thursday night prop bet? Bro, unbelievable. Fourth, well, listen, first of all, Credit to, to Gase trying to get it for you by throwing on fourth and two, fourth and one, fourth and two. Well, no, no, credit. no but but he but I won't give him credit for because you. here's all right. Full disclosure, Aaron Brandon, I had Sam Darnold over two hundred and nineteen point nine passing yards on Thursday Night Football, and my cap was correct in the game. I felt the Ravens would win big, so the Jets would be throwing a lot. I felt two nineteen was a low number considering the yardage that Sam Darnold has put up in recent weeks. On the final drive for the Jets, they get the ball back with five minutes left. I need two passing yards from Sam Donald. He's stuck at 218. First down incomplete. Second down handoff. Third down handoff. Fourth down incomplete. They never see the ball again. I lose. Yeah, that hurt. Who hands the ball off there? You're down 21 points. They should be throwing on all four downs. You know the feeling you had right there? Yes feeling you had right there is you're in Vegas. You go to Spearmint Rhino. You meet the hottest stripper in the club. The hottest. Bar none. The hottest. You buy one dance. You tell her you gotta go. She gives your phone number. You get out of there. You go back. You gamble a little bit. You get in your hotel. The next day you call her up. You take her to lunch. And she gave you the wrong number. <laughs> 
by the way, I've been there. Not necessarily with a stripper, but at a girl that I've met at the bar who has given me the wrong number. Uh, <laughs> a yard and a half, bro. Wow. A yard wow. and a half. I, listen, I, I'm not a big Laywood guy. I'm not. I'm not a shark guy. But I looked at that game last night, and I said, they can't go into Cincinnati and beat an 0-11 team. I don't care how good they're playing. They're not going to stay within 17 of the Ravens. So I laid it. And I'm watching that game. And they're up 28-7 at the half. And I tell my wife, because I'm, 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 I'm at a ski resort in Park City, and we're, we're skiing this weekend. And we're watching the game. Ireland's watching the game. So they're they're – they're enthralled. They're engaged. They know the point spread. They know what's going on. They know every touchdown we're celebrating. But at the half, I go, I'm going to have to sweat a back door. It's coming. I said, I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now, just the, the, the feeling of this game, I'm going to have to sweat a back door. Then they get up by 29 with eight minutes to go, and they're punting. I'm like, all right, this should be good because we'll punt it away, and then you know, just take four minutes off the clock. You know, let's pick up a couple first downs, but we're still, we're we're still up to this front, the back door. Punt, punt block, touchdown, twenty-two. Who trots on the field for next possession? RG three. I'm like, ah, here comes a three and out punt. Now they're gonna get the ball five minutes to go. Sure enough, first pass, four yards short of the fullback. They go three and out. They punt. He runs it back to the 45, 10-yard hold. Philly. They have it at the 47 of the Ravens. I'm like, he's got back door written all over. They're going to do to me, the Jets, what they did when they went to New England and got blown out, but they got a fumbled punt in the touchdown and a block punt for a touchdown. I don't know, pick six by Spidman to cover the number. And then, of course, as we talked about, you couldn't get the fourth and two pickup to win your prop bet. And I, don't gotta, I had to sweat the back door. But I got it. It's I tell you what, man. You lay wood in the NFL. You are never, ever feeling comfortable. Listen, granted, they beat Deshaun Watson forty-one-seven. No backdoor there. They they blew out the Rams. No backdoor there. But their defense in the first half was horrible. And by the way, that was in probably thirty years of watching NFL football, one of the poorest games for a special teams. I've seen in quite some time, and that's unbelievable considering Harbaugh was a special teams coach. Oh, absolutely. And and they talked about it on the broadcast, that there's going to be a lot of coachable moments from that game. And the game could have been a lot closer. Think about it. Darnold throws the interception. The Jets uh, yep. don't convert on a fourth and one inside the red zone. The Jets missed a yep. field goal. It could have been a yep. lot closer. At the at, I believe at the end of the first half, Lamar Jackson had less than 100 passing yards. I think he only had like 55 passing yards. He did have the three passing touchdowns, though, and he got the rushing yard record. So congratulations. But you know what? The Jets still covered my teaser line at plus 22 and now i just need the seahawks to win to win the second half of that teaser and that's my best bet of the sunday slate brandon we'll start there the seahawks laying six now six and a half on the road in carolina against a panther team that has quit after after the firing of ron rivera and you want some trends i'll give you the trends because they're all positive if you want to bet the seahawks in this one, the Seahawks nine and one against the spread in their last 10 games after an ATS loss. They're nine and three against the spread in their last 12 road games. And they're six and oh, straight up five and one against the spread in their last six games on the East Coast. I am not worried about Seattle traveling to Carolina to play the one o'clock game because they've done well in this spot. Give me the Seahawks to roll over the Panthers to keep themselves 
pace with the 49ers in that NFC Western division race. I agree with you. Not a big road chalk guy. But in this instance, if you're having trouble stopping the run as much as Carolina is right now, um, Carson should have a monster day. Good spot for Seattle and six under a touchdown. Panthers own five straight up their last five this year, two and five spread run going back to last October. Um, without question, agree with you. Right side of the game, Seattle. You know, Aaron, interested. You kind of, you kind of like a side in this game too. I like that, and uh, you have to think Pete Carroll as a former Trojan. He's great in December. This is a team that is going to continue to run the ball despite Rashad Penny being out for the season. Of course, they still have Chris Carson. And let's not forget how crappy that Panthers run defense is going to be. So the game script, in my opinion, even though you know we haven't seen the Russell Wilson we're used to seeing, we don't really need to see Russell Wilson in this game. This is a game that the Seahawks are going to go and control the game script, run the ball with Chris Carson. And I agree. I think they're going to continue to control the tempo against a, 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 you know, a quarterback that just seems to not figure it out. He's been, you know, he was picked off twice. Uh, I think he coughed up a fumble against uh, the Falcons um, last week and they're going to continue. They are a veteran team. They're going to, they are going to continue to be a veteran team in Carolina without their head coach, Ron Rivera. Do you think that th- this Carolina team has quit on the year just yes. d- because you've seen the way that they've played against Atlanta? You, you've heard the responses from a lot of players who didn't necessarily agree with the firing of Ron Rivera, this just looks like a defeated team that you might want to look on, look at picking on for the remainder of the season. It's a great point too, Scott. You know, there seemed like they're splitting at the seams. Uh, Cam Newton's probably not going to be there next year. You're absolutely right. They loved Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron in Carolina. It did sort of seem to come out of nowhere, especially for a coach that's been successful in Carolina who lost their franchise quarterback to an injury. So absolutely, that's a great point. This is a team that sort of doesn't seem to have the veteran leadership. Greg Olson's probably, you know, he's injured, he's banged up. You're probably not going to see him. And like I said, uh, Kyle Allen just kind of hasn't been great uh, the last couple of games. Hey, it's an exciting time for sports. Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual-threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50-1 to to begin the season and have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then, on the 14th, we have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championship fights, all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Without a doubt, People are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go, my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big fits this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sportsbook around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra thousand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. 
Let's stick in the NFC and let's talk about this Cowboys-Rams game, which is really interesting because the Cowboys haven't beaten a team with a winning record this year. Rams looked good in their win over this Seahawks team that we just talked about last week. Dallas, here's what concerns me. They don't need this game. They can lose this game because the season comes down to next week against the Eagles. So the Cowboys are in a spot where, yeah, Jason Garrett's going to show the highlight film and he wants his team to get get right and snap their losing streak. But I'm worried because they don't need this game, Brandon. That's a scary spot. Bro, they're garbage. Head coach is garbage. Their defensive coordinator went on 16 at Detroit. Their offensive coordinator should be taking your latte order at Starbucks. And that's the truth. I mean, Kellen Moore is so out of his league as an offensive coordinator, it's unbelievable. And it just goes to show you how Jerry Jones doesn't know what he's doing. So they'll lose this game to the Rams. Only thing left is for Jerry Jones to crash his Bentley and get a DUI. I mean, seriously, that's how, that's, that's how much a train wreck this team is right now. They went into Chicago and allowed Mitchell Trubisky to look like Joe Montana. I mean, it's embarrassing right now, absolutely embarrassing. The Bears are not a great football team. The Bears lost to the Raiders in London. That dominated. They're not a great football team. And Dallas made them look like a great football team. I am flabbergasted that that Dallas thinks they've turned it around. They say all the right things, but they don't do all the right things. Give me, give me the Rams all day long. You know, you're starting to see this Rams team get back to this identity that we're sort of used to seeing um and the cowboys have lost what seven of ten since you know having that pretty awesome i want to say it was like a three and oh start um yeah let's talk about the cowboys they face you know a top 10 defense uh the third straight week and they just can't seem to get that offense going. Um, you're kind of wondering what's going on with Jason Garrett. Is this a team that wants to play for a coach that maybe they want to keep? Um, and yeah, and just because this is a team that's at home, do not forget what the Rams have been doing the last couple of weeks. Jerry Goff is starting to, you know, pass the game through uh, Robert Woods and Tyler Higby, um, you know. You're just starting to kind of wonder what is going on with the Cowboys who, yeah, are still in uh, the NFC East playoff contention. How about this spread, Brandon, that kind of confuses me a little bit. The Vikings are only minus one and a half on the road against the Chargers. I get it. It's a four o'clock game and and the whole Kirk Cousins doesn't play well if it's not at one o'clock, whatever. The Vikings need this game in order for next week's matchup against the Packers to mean something. They're trying to win the NFC North. So this is a must-win game for the Vikings in order to have that game next week be for the division title. The Chargers have no home field advantage here in Carson. Why is this line so low? Is this so, is this a line that should be scaring me? Because I just want to hammer the Vikings. Well... Let's see how well you've been paying attention this year. What are the two most famous things to come out of Carson, California? Two most famous things to come out of Carson. Famous things to come out of Carson, California. Uh, I feel like we've done this before. Um, we have, and you don't pay. This shows me you don't pay attention. Nobody really, nobody really does. Which is Wait, we've said this before. You say I'm not it, hurt. Uh, I'm not bashful. No, 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 no. It's what is it? It's 
It's so it's already man. done, bro. If it's not off the top of your brain right now, it's it. not. As soon so, as you say it, I'm gonna have one of those moments. So go ahead. So here we go. Maybe you'll get the second when I give you the first. The first is the Goodyear Blimp is parked there. The Goodyear Blimp is parked there, and they parked in Carson, California. And number two, they gave us the greatest option quarterback in college football history. The guy that sent. Troy Aikman to UCLA and made Barry Switzer switch his old offense back to the wishbone. Who is it? Uh, let's see. Uh, Oklahoma. Only, for, um, only, only true freshman to win a national championship before Trevor Lawrence did it last year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was the second true freshman quarterback to win a national championship. The first is the kid I'm talking about from Carson, California, the pride and joy of Banning High School. None other than Jamil Holloway. Jamil Holloway. Wow. Because I was in L.A. at that time. You're talking 1984, no, 86? Yep, right around in there. No, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Went and saw him play in high school. He, he went to Oklahoma, Troy Aikman. They were in the Denver Pack. Jamil Holloway. He takes him to win the national championship. Barry Switzer then tells Troy Aikman, I'm going to the wishbone. This is my guy. He called Dick Vermeil and said, listen, I got a kid for you. I get a kid for you. And take him because he's going, he's going to win you some games. And that's how Troy Aikman landed at UCLA. That's your, that's your two things coming out of Carson, California. So I agree with you. Um, I think Kirk Cousins slayed some demons with the Sunday night win over Dallas. Although it was a game Dallas lost that Minnesota didn't win. The Bolts, one and six versus the spread last seven at Carson, California. I, too, like Minnesota. Won't touch the game, won't bet the game, but I think the Vikings are the right side of the game. Aaron, what say you about this Charger-Vikings ball game? You know, this is um, actually kind of tough for me because um, the Chargers are an inconsistent team. Now, I know they came off an obviously dominant uh, win last week against the Jags, but... <clears throat> Don't forget, Dalvin Cook, he's a little banged up. Um, yep, Adam Thielen is back, but that doesn't mean he's 100% healthy. Let's not forget, Adam Thielen has played, and every time he's kind of come back from that hamstring injury, he's sort of re-aggravated it, and then what do you do? You double cover Stephon Diggs, and don't forget how good the Chargers' secondary um, is, you know, is pretty good at shutting down some pretty dominant wide receivers. I'm going to push back on you. I know you think that the Vikings are the better team. It just depends when the Chargers decide to show up. When they do decide to show up, they're a pretty tough out, in my opinion. The fact that the Vikings have to travel. And by the way, I think that they are 1-6 and six in the Pacific time zone. Don't quote me on that. But let's just not forget, the Vikings don't really travel all that well. Mike Zimmer did say that they used to travel two days before. Now they're only going to travel the day before. And so you don't really know, was that the big issue that they were trying to get an adjustment to that time zone? It is only a two hour difference, but I'm going to push back Scott and say, I think that the chargers, especially at home coming off a dominant game are going to continue that momentum moving forward. Guys, let's talk about sleep. Listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, and cardiovascular disease. We each need eight hours of sleep. I know sometimes when I don't get a full eight hours of sleep, 
I just don't operate like my best self the next day. So one of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. It's tough to get to sleep if you're too hot. So I want to tell you about the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. It learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you can have both at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed. Sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, we'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. They already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro 8sleep.com slash pro The game of the week is in the AFC South where the Texans take on the Titans for the first of two matchups that will occur over the final three weeks of the season and that's going to determine the division winner. Uh, I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was last week when watching the Texans just lay an absolute egg, which was very predictable after their performance against the Patriots, which was like their Super Bowl beating the Patriots. And then they lay an egg the following week. I want no part of this Texans team in the playoffs. I would rather watch a hungry Titans team who is fighting every single week. That's the type of team I want to watch in the playoffs. Tennessee is home. They're three point favorites. I lean on them. Because believe it or not, Ryan Tannehill is what? Six and one as the starter of this team. I'm going to go with the home team here and and I'm going to lay the points with the Titans. It's amazing that they're only favored by three because you're absolutely right. Um, You know, the Titans have been on fire. Ryan Tannehill, what? Uh, They've uh, won six of what? The last seven, I want to say. The Texans just allowed Noah Fant to just destroy them. Don't forget, the Titans also have a, a pretty dominant tight end in Jonu Smith. It's also another game I firmly believe will be a run-heavy uh, game script with, of course, obviously, Derrick Henry. Um, but, yeah, it's it's another huge, potentially important divisional rival, and we're seeing a Texans team that's just kind of not – figuring it out and especially on the road in Tennessee with a team that's been playing the way they've been playing. Um, absolutely. I think this Titans team is going to continue to dominate. Here's what's confusing to me. I'm watching the jets go up and down the field on this great Ravens defense, top 10 defense. They're going up and down the field on them. I'm sitting there watching Humphreys just get beat like a drum time he had a te- one possession he had a terrible possession and i'm saying how did this defense hold deshaun watson and all those offensive weapons that they have seven points i was flabbergasted i know it's a thursday game i, I know it's a short week i know maybe intensity wise you're not there and i know they played better in the second half but darnold had guys wide open and so when you look at this game Forget the fact that Tannehill's six and one straight up since taking over. All seven games that he has started have gone over the posted total. The Texans have gone over seven of their last eight on the road as a visitor. So for me, you could tease the Titans, 
to the over, and that is your two-team seven-point teaser from Langer, the banger, from the Ski Slopes in Park City. Sunday's two-team winning banger teaser. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Titans over teaser winner. How about this Sunday night game? Another line that's kind of intriguing because when you consider that you give three points for the home team traditionally, it's a Sunday night game. Duck Hodges and the Steelers going to be without Juju Smith-Schuster once again. They're a point-and-a-half favorite over the Bills. Aaron, I know you've been on Buffalo all season long, so I want to get your take on this game as well. Brandon, I just think that it's so hard to pass up betting on this Bills team when you're getting points. And even though it's a low number at a point-and-a-half, I'm still getting some points, so I got to ride Buffalo in this one. Well, here's my problem with that. Um, If you can't beat the Baltimore Ravens at home in a game you had to have, you couldn't execute your offense against the Ravens' defense at home with all the advantages. You're not going to beat Pittsburgh in this game. Josh Allen can make a phone call to Jared Goff and ask him how hard it was facing that defense. While you're at it, after you hang up with Jared Goff, call Baker Mayfield. Because both those teams lost at Pittsburgh. It's it's unreal right now, that stadium. And I just don't think, you know, it's the ultimate, for me, sandwich spot that we're dealing with here. Lose the heartbreaker to the Ravens. Got to go to Pittsburgh. And where do you got to go next? New England. Got to go to Foxborough. And so, sorry if Pittsburgh doesn't have their undivided attention. If this team's not careful, they're going to lose three in a row. And now you bring, now they make the playoffs in the picture. So, this is the pressure of this Buffalo team. They needed to win that Baltimore game. Home field advantage, a game they could have won, a game they should have won. They didn't. And with New England on deck going into Pittsburgh, I I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't see it. Pittsburgh's a beast at home right now. Big win last week in Arizona. Made the right plays at the right time. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Duck Hodges has won the last three games. Yeah. Good. And I know this Buffalo defense is obviously stout, very strong, but let's not forget, I know they were playing the Ravens, but they looked very amateur. Um, so I kind of wonder how well the Bills are going to do. The, the, the Steelers defense, since they've acquired Minka Fitzpatrick, is effing good now. So, you know, I'm... Um, do I think that the Bills can travel against the Steelers defense against a better, uh, a, you know, a new you know, quarterback who, despite the fact that he has been good the last three games, um, I am going to go with the Bills. I'm going to stay with the Bills. I like Josh Allen. He can scramble out of the pocket. He can contain, you know, keep the momentum going. Um, but let's not forget the Steelers defense has been really effing good. <laughs> And how about this Buffalo Bills team? Just one game back of the Patriots in the AFC East, and they play them again. So (laughs) you want to talk about, you know, a a dream scenario. Imagine the Patriots fall to the wild card seed instead of winning the AFC East for the first time in forever. That's not hard to imagine, Scott, right now. With the way the Patriots have been playing against defenses that they've been playing, they could very well lose to this Bills team. 
Well, I think they're that we can agree they're not going to lose to this Bengals team. And uh, yeah. just when they're facing some adversity, just like last time, they're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well said. Brandon, any other spots that you like on Sunday? Yeah, last but not least, my my ugly my ugly dog that's probably going to win outright, um, but we'll cover, is the Washington Redskins, plus four and a half. But Philadelphia, sure, they looked good in the second half and came back and beat a really, really bad Washington team. But this Washington uh, uh, giant team, but this Washington team, no quit last week at Green Bay, um, fought their way to a 2015 loss um, against A-Rod. I just think Washington at home, there's just something not right in Philly. Big comeback win. I get it. Um, buried me Monday night by not playing the first half. Showed up in the second half. Yeah, I got down to the casino and unloaded on Eagles second half, and it was like stealing 23 nothing final. Um, but I think the right side of the game is the Washington Redskins. Well, and it's the same philosophy that I had with the Cowboys, that the Eagles don't need this game. It comes down to next week. If they lose this game, they'll fall 6-8. and eight. It doesn't matter. They beat the Cowboys and then win their last game of the year against the Giants. Guess what? They're 8-8 eight and eight in division champs. So both the Eagles and Cowboys, I think, are fades this week because they both are looking ahead to next week as the only game that matters on their schedule. So Eagles are 6-7, and seven, the Cowboys are 7-6? and six? No, they're both 6-7. and seven. Both the Eagles and Philly are 6-7. and seven. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Both, I agree. The, the, okay. the season comes down to next week for both those teams. If whoever wins that game just has to win in week 17 and they're division champions. Doesn't matter what happens this week. That's why both these teams are fades this week. All right. And I'm throwing it out there right now, bro. All right. I know it's December 28th, but I'm throwing it out there right now. Ohio State, Clemson, 200 dimer, number two in a row. First 200 dimers since last year's national championship game. I had Clemson by double. I just got chills. I just got chills and tingles all down my spine hearing that. Yeah, I can't wait. I called Clemson by double digits as the dog said they would be in by double digits. So the changing of the guard takes place in college football tonight. Clemson is the new Alabama and they will announce their presence with authority, and they will beat the Crimson Tide by double digits. And I loved it when I was sitting there, and the commentator said, who would have seen this? And I raised my hand in my living room and said, I said it. I said it by double digits. Right there. And that analysis from last year's game is still up at BrandonLang.com. Uh, well, we're gonna get we're gonna analysis. get plenty into we're gonna get plenty into that college football playoff in the next coming weeks. So uh, I just wanna I just wanna I just wanna say this right here before we go. I said since I threw the teaser out there because I already know who I'm using in the game and it's a gift. It's the easiest bowl winner on the board. I said right here. I said, folks, it was four years ago when Clemson got to the BCS championship game. Looked Alabama in the eye and said, "You better get used to seeing us." They lost that day 45-40, but they walked away as a program with the belief that we just punched the bully in the mouth and we're not scared of you. The very next year, they beat Alabama 35-31, announcing to the college football world, we're here to stay. Last year, they met in the semis. Clemson was just as good as Alabama, but Sweeney was stuck with a one-dimensional quarterback in Kelly Bryant and lost 24-6. Sweeney has built this program to elite status. He has finally gotten Clemson to the Alabama level, and tonight he and his program go beyond. 
Dabo Sweeney, 7-1 against the spread as an underdog versus undefeated teams. I expect Clemson to win this game outright, and I don't even think it will be as close as people think, but I will never pass up the points when they are there for the taking. Clemson, 41-31, double-digit winner. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, there it is. Be sure to check that out on BrandonLang.com. And as I mentioned, we're going to do plenty of bowl action in the coming weeks. So be sure to subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast, The Sharp Edge, wherever you get your podcast from. Or check us out on the Believe Podcast Network at BLEAV.com. For Brandon Lang and Aaron Coscarelli, I'm Scott Seidenberg wishing you good luck. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.